Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn, with music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. The show opens with Let's Break the Ice. an interesting letter from a talented lady who said she and her husband always listen to Fibber McGee and Molly on Tuesday nights. Never miss it because it's her husband's favorite radio show. But he's never bought her any Johnson's Wax or self-polishing glow coat. Well, that was hard for me to figure out. My wife never asks me if she can buy anything like that. But let me make just this one little point about Johnson's glow coat. Forget for a minute all the work it saves your little wife. Forget the compliments she'll get from your friends when they see those gleaming linoleum floors wearing their protective coats of glow coat polish. But think for a moment about this fact. The Johnson's glow coat makes linoleum last much longer, protects it from wear and tear. And I think you'll agree with me that not to insist upon your wife using glow coat is just bad business. Remember, glow coat needs no rubbing or buffing. It's self-polishing. Buy some tomorrow. There's been quite an argument going on this last week at 79 Wistful Vista. Mrs. McGee says her husband should go see an oculist. Mr. McGee says he'll do no such thing. So, here sitting in the office of Wistful Vista's leading oculist, we find Fibber McGee and Molly. Oh, now, stop your fidgeting, McGee. The doctor will see you in just a few minutes. I don't care if he never sees me. This whole idea is silly. I don't need glasses. Oh, you don't? No. I suppose you were just kidding this morning when you yelled, Hey, I found a quarter. And then you picked up the manhole cover. Well, shucks. There's nothing really wrong with my eyes at all. I just strained them a little looking for that comet, that's all. Well, I'm glad to hear you even admit that. Heavenly days, it's no disgrace to wear glasses. Oh, you just say that on account of Uncle Dennis. He doesn't wear glasses. Oh, no. He's worn out most of ours one way and another. (laughs) Well, you'll admit he carries it like a gentleman. Yeah. He even hiccups with a Harvard accent. (laughs) Look, Molly, you know very well my eye strain is just a temporary condition. I don't... Oh, my 
Doc, sure is a load off my mind. Oh, hello there, old-timer. Been getting your eyes examined? Yep. And as the chemist says, when the dye factory blew up, I come out with flying colors. <laughs> well, uh, what did the doctor tell you? Oh, he says I didn't have a thing to worry about, Carter. Says I'll be reading newspapers without glasses when I'm 95. Oh, oh that's swell, old-timer. I'm glad to hear it. What's the matter with your eyes? Got a twitch in one of them, Johnny. Oh. <laughs> Nervous? Not till I had my face slapped the third time. <laughs> they thought you were a masher, eh? <laughs> well, as I always says, old-timer, the trouble with flirting is that you're generally flirting with trouble. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, Johnny. But that ain't the way I hear it. <laughs> Which was to the day when I was sitting in a little booth getting my pants pressed because the garden needed some rain. It always rains when I get my pants pressed, which is why they don't have any women in the weather bureau. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, the way you heard it. Oh, uh, oh yeah. One fellow says to tell a fellow. Hey, says. See where a young college feller pole vaulted more than 15 feet to a new world's record last Saturday. Ain't that wonderful? Yeah, says Tullefeller, but he never could have done it without that big stick. <laughs> well, I guess the doctor will be seeing you in a minute, kids. Well, thanks, Mr. Oldtimer. You say he thought your eyes were all right, huh? Yep. Says I'll be reading newspapers without glasses when I'm 95. Ooh. On one condition. What's the condition? Gotta learn to read. Come <laughs> He is, McGee. Search me, but I'd swear he wears a TP. No. <laughs> no. You mean a frappe. I do not. A frappe is a small sedan. Go on, that's a coupe. Well, then what's a TP? A TP is a wigwam. That's what I've been trying to say. To keep his wigwam, he has to wear a TP. Dear. That joke was old when radio was just a funny noise from Schenectady. <laughs> oh, I wish that doctor'd hurry. No, we're not in any hurry. Besides, that other guy's ahead of us. Who? That guy's standing over there in the corner. Hey, uh, take your hat off, mister. There's a lady present. McGee, that's a hat rack. Huh? Oh. <laughs> well, I just... <laughs> All right, Mr. McGee, you're next, I believe. Will you step in here, please? Okay, Doc. You may come, too, if you wish, Mrs. McGee. Oh, thank you, Doc. <laughs> now, you understand, I I'm just doing this to humor my wife, Doc. <laughs> my eyes are as good as they ever were. Uh, we'll see, we'll see. We'll just give you a preliminary examination, Mr. McGee. Yes, 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 yes. There's nothing to worry about. <laughs> Who's worrying? I am. <laughs> what about? Oh, nothing in particular. I just worry. Gives me that busy professional frown, you know. <laughs> Very valuable. Impresses people. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> now, first, Mr. McGee, I want you to read the chart for me. X-K-M-Z-O-P-L-B-W. Isn't that wonderful, Doctor? It certainly is. Now I'll put up the chart and see if he can do it. <laughs> now then, Mr. McGee, uh, read the top line. Uh, the top line from the bottom? Quit stalling, McGee. Read the chart. Oh, he cheated. That ain't the chart I'm familiar with. <laughs> Look, Mr. McGee, I'm afraid I'll have to relax the muscles of your eyes before I can examine them properly. Uh, they're a bit strained, you know. Oh, well, how will you do that, Doctor? We'll put drops in them. Oh. It relaxes the muscles and enlarges the pupil. Oh, yes. His vision will be blurred for a few hours, and then I want him to come back. Say, in about three hours. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, no, no, no. Wait a minute, Doctor. No. Sir, I don't want... Now, to... McGee. Huh? Who knows best? You or the doctor? You don't either. <laughs> Go ahead, doctor. Very well. 
Open your eyes wide, McGee. <laughs> Not your mouth, your eyes. That's it. Yes, 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 yes. One, two, there. Now that wasn't so bad, was it? No. Oh, I guess I'll live through it. I ain't scared. Well, then what are you trembling? I'm not trembling. The doctor ought to know, dearie. You're holding his hand. Huh? Oh. <laughs> I thought that was yours, Molly. <laughs> Excuse me, Doc. <laughs> That's all right. I'll have the circulation back in that hand in no time. Now, Mr. McGee, remember, back here in three hours. Yes, 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 yes. Well, now, uh, what do we do in the meantime? Well, we might go sit in a movie. Don't be silly. You couldn't see the picture and the dialogue wouldn't make sense. Oh, that's all right, Mrs. McGee. <laughs> Who is he to criticize senseless dialogue, eh? <laughs> Don't you worry about your eyes, Mr. McGee. There may be nothing at all wrong, you know. Nothing at all. Oh, I'm not worried, Doc. All us McGees have had good eyes, particularly the men in the family. Why, even when I was a tiny baby, people used to say, Can you imagine such beautiful eyes in a mug like that? <laughs> eyes a mug and McGee, I was no doubt. Eyes a mug and McGee, a magnificent masculine mess of muscle and mental magnitude mentioned in Milady's monthly magazines as the mighty male who managed to mesmerize most of the merry minxes of Monte Carlo and the majority of Marcel's maidens of Manhattan and many of the magnetic misses of Mississippi, Missouri, Michigan, Montana, Minneapolis, Minnesota. A merry mass of manhood with a touch of Irish elf, but let's get going, Molly, or I'll believe this stuff myself. <laughs> in here for a bite to eat instead of sitting in the park. How are your eyes, dearie? Is the medicine wearing off? Oh, sure. I can see better now than I... Whoops! <laughs> What's the matter? I guess I'm kind of clumsy today. I dropped the top off the ketchup bottle and into the sugar bowl. <laughs> uh, that was an olive, and you dropped it in the cream pitcher, and there's no ketchup on the table. <laughs> Seventy days, it's a good thing I'm with you. Goodness knows what... Uh-oh. McGee. Huh? There's Mrs. Uppington over at that table behind the post. Mm. What's the old war horse eating? A bale of hay all grotten? Let me see. 
No, she's polishing off a big piece of chocolate chiffon pie. Mm. And the next time she tries to tell me about living on Melba toast and skim milk, I... Oh, how do you do, Mrs. Uppington? Imagine meeting you here. Oh, how do you do, my dear? Good day, Miss McGee. Hi, Uppie. Uh, Mrs. Uppington is over there, dearie. I'm Mrs. McGee. (laughs) You're looking very well for yourself, Abigail, old girl. you, my dear, though I must do something about my weight. I'm simply gaining ounces, you know. <laughs> oh, cut it out, Uppy, cut it out. You've got a wonderful figure, Uppy. In fact, i never seen you look handsomer than you do today. You ain't fat. You're, you're just chubby in a cute way. Oh, flatterer. <laughs> Besides, what have you do gain, little Abigail? I always said what this country needs is less hustle and more bustle. <laughs> And that's a mighty ducky little chapeau you're sporting today, too, Uppy. Miss McGee, I am not wearing a hat. Huh? Oh, I thought that was an airplane. <laughs> well, you're always too far ahead of the styles. I thought you had one on, had on one of them new off-of-the-head hats. Oh, now you say such sweet things, Miss McGee. I have a tough time doing it, though. <laughs> My head is easily turned, you know. <laughs> well, that's because your neck is so skinny, Abigail. If now, if you know, you Molly Uppy seems to have took on an entirely new personality lately. You think Looking so? at her right now, she, she kind of vibrates. She, she just glows. There's a, there's a kind of a radiance about her. Oh, no, 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 Mr. McGee, you silly boy. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, you never talked to me like that before. <laughs> of course he didn't. He never had an oculus put drops in his eyes before either. <laughs> Poor boy. Uh, now, doesn't it make everything look horribly distorted? Yes, oh. oh, you mean all those nice things you... Well, I have never been so insulted. Goodbye, you... You squirt. Molly, did I say something wrong? Oh, no. But I don't think that was government-inspected bologna you were dishing out. <laughs> Come on, McGee, let's go. Okay, you paid the check? Yes, I did. Can I help you with your coat, dearie? No, thanks, I got it. You got it all right. You got it inside out. Huh? Oh. <laughs> Here, let me. McGee, this isn't your coat. Huh? It isn't? Well, where is mine? I put it right on that rack there. Oh, dear. Somebody must have taken yours by mistake and left this one. Huh? Look, here's the owner's name on the inside of the pocket. Wallace Wimple. Wallace Wimple, eh? Well, whoever he is, he's got a lot of moxie swiping my coat. Wait till I get my hands on that guy. He'll wish he'd never well, stepped on... Well, there, folks. What's the matter? Hi, Gildersleeve. No, it isn't Mr. Gildersleeve, dearie. That's Mr. Wilcox. Oh. He's being examined for glasses, Mr. Wilcox, and he's got drops in his eyes. Hey, Harlow, somebody swiped my overcoat and left this one instead. Well, you're lucky. That's a good-looking coat. Well, now, we'll have to find the owner. Uh, do you know a Mr. Wallace Wimple, Mr. Wilcox? Wimple. Wimple. Not Wallace Wimple. Yeah, you know him? Me know Wallace Wimple? (laughs) Why, say, when I first started working for Johnson's Wax, before I even knew what a wonderful thing Johnson's Wax was for beautifying and protecting floors and furniture and woodwork against dust and dirt and dampness, before I even found out what a blessing Johnson's Wax was for particular housewives. Mm. And that was... Well, let's see. We've been on the air for Johnson's Wax six years today. Mm. And I worked for them four years before that. That's ten years. Mm. Yes, sir, ten years. And in all that time, I've never known anybody by the name of Wallace Wimple. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? Why, it's unbelievable. Wilcox is your real name, O'Sullivan. O'Sullivan? 
No, why? I just wondered. You can find more heels to drag a sales talk in by than anybody. Uh, <clears throat> don't say that, pal. You're not a heel. <laughs> you're a very nice little guy. Of course, you're not too bright, and you talk too much, but outside of that... McGee, stop swinging at Mr. Wilcox. Well, you can see better. <laughs> oh, that's okay, Molly. He was just kidding. Yeah. And so was I. We can't spoil our sixth anniversary together by fighting. Look, Fibber, why don't you keep this coat and just call it good luck? Because I'm too honest, and it don't fit. <laughs> Come on, Molly. We got to go find Wimple. Oh, why didn't somebody tell me my shirt tail was sticking out? Oh, oh look out, Harry! Look out! Who threw that? What the? We tried to tell you that wasn't your shirt tail. That was the tablecloth. Oh, sure. Let's get away from it all. Gotta go to work on the 815. Oh, every day I struggle through the same routine. Excuse me, Chief. I guess I was off the reservation. 
Hey, Chalky. What is it, chum? <laughs> you know a guy named Wallace Wimple? Wallace Wimple. Wallace Wimple. Oh, Wallace Wimple. Why, certainly. Oh, An old college chum of mine. Oh. Yeah. He used to sleep in the next seat of me in chapel. <laughs> Goodness sakes. Well, where does he live, Mr. Gildersleeve? Oh, uh, wait a minute. I have it right down here in my address book. Wimple. W-W-W. Here's Wilma. Wilma, huh? Yep. Uh, Wilma's a horse. <laughs> She's running in the derby this year. W-W. <laughs> uh, ah, here it is. Wally Wimple. 1345 Oak Street. And when you see him... Oh, taxi, taxi. Folks, what's this all about? I might... Ah, oh, go tat a tip at you, big mug. I'll see you tomorrow behind the firehouse. Oh! professional crook and I might have to get top with him. Well, what if he's a big bruiser? Well, I, uh... Yeah. Hi, bud. You Wallace Wimple? Yes, I am. Is he a big guy, Molly? No, he's just a little guy, McGee. Yes, eh? Now you look here, Wimple. You got a lot of nerve swiping my coat out of that restaurant. I got a notion to kick you around and teach you respect for other people's privity. What? People's... What's your idea of taking my coat? Well, bless my soul. I didn't even know I had taken the wrong one. Well, uh, is this your coat, Mr. Wimple? Oh, it certainly is, and thank you so much for returning it. Is that all you've got to say, Wimple? Ain't you going to apologize? Yes, I, I certainly am. It was a very ridiculous mistake. At the time, I couldn't tell one coat from another. Well, why not? Well, I went to an oculist this morning, and he put some drops in my eyes. Isn't that silly? Bibber and Molly will be back in just a moment. Have you heard about the special bargain offer that many Johnson dealers are now making? It's one you will not want to miss, so listen carefully. For a limited time, many dealers are now giving a long-handled glow coat applier free with a quart of Johnson self-polishing glow coat at the regular price of 98 cents. You'll find this applier very handy. It's washable, may be used over and over again, and it makes the application of glow coat amazingly simple. And speaking of saving, glow coat, of course, is a famous labor saver. It's the number one easy-to-use floor polish wherever you go. It needs no rubbing or buffing. You just apply and let dry, and in 20 minutes, your floor gleams with a rich, long-lasting polish. Glow coat keeps the colors of linoleum fresh and bright, makes the linoleum itself last much longer. See your dealer right away while this money-saving offer is still available. Ask for this long-handled applier free with one quart of Johnson's Glow Coat at the regular price of 98 cents. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's program marks the beginning of our seventh year on the air for Johnson's Wax. And the people in both Racine and Wistful Vista want to thank you all for your loyalty and friendship. That's right. If it hadn't been for you folks, why we would... Telegram. Telegram for Tim and McGee and Molly. I'll take it, Wallace. <laughs> Thanks. Let me read it, dearie. Remember your eyes. 
Oh, how nice. Listen, McGee. Yeah? Congratulations to Fever McGee and Molly on their sixth anniversary. Oh. You have done a wonderful job, and we hope your sponsor appreciates you as much as we do. <laughs> we hope they sign you up for another six years. Oh, sure. That'll be 89 cents, please. It's correct. <laughs> it is not collect. I paid for that, Philip. <laughs> Speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat. Inviting you all to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night.